garden of Eden, there was another garden in the garden of Eden. The garden of Eden was not essentially the only garden that was made by God when God created gardens on the earth. The garden of Eden had another garden inside it where Adam and Eve had their residence. I'm still teaching on what? The port of death. When Adam and Eve had direct residence, where they lived, where God lived with man, which is the garden of the Lord. Listen, the garden of Eden is seemingly to the garden of the Lord, because the garden of the Lord is in the garden of Eden. The garden of the Lord is where Adam and Eve dwell, or they dwelt. Now the book of Genesis chapter 2. Let's read Genesis chapter 2. The verse. Okay, you Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God planted a garden towards the east in Eden, delight, and he and there he put the man whom he had formed, framed and constituted. But again, let me hear you carefully slowly. Verse 8. And the and the Lord God planted a garden towards the east. So of what of Eden? That is delight. Okay, you see that the Lord God planted a garden. Listen, the Lord God planted a garden. Adam and Eve were not just in the garden of Eden, they were in a garden. At the east side of the garden of Eden. So if you want to locate the house of Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden, when you enter the garden of Eden, you look towards the east side. That is where, when you move towards the east, east side, you are moving towards the house or the abode of Adam and Eve. They were not just in the garden of Eden anywhere. They were at the east Side and it's, it means something which I will explain going further. They were at the east side of the Garden of Eden. And the scripture went ahead to say something. What about we did? Verse 9. Mm-hmm. And out of the ground, mm-hmm. the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight or to be desired good, suitable, pleasant for food. The tree of life also in the center of the garden. Uh-huh. And the tree of the knowledge of the, dif- of the difference between good and evil okay. and blessing. The calamity. Okay, so when God created man and placed them in the Garden of Eden, He placed them in a garden that was created in the Garden of Eden. And when He created them, then He called for trees to spring forth from the ground to give what to give food. And then the, the trees were suitable and pleasant for food. They were what suitable, pleasant for food. They were delightful for food. Then he said, then the tree of life is being found at the middle of the garden of Eden or in the center. So when we look at the garden of Eden, the garden of Eden has a center. And in the center of the garden of Eden, the tree of life is placed there. We're talking about the center, we're talking about uh, the point where it is the stronghold of everything that is being made. Are we okay? If you are supposed to roof this place, if this place was maybe a concrete, you are supposed to roof it, we might perhaps put a pillar in the middle and then begin to move it from this side and move it from this side and that side. If you check other buildings, that's how it's being made. Aside from that, they have other different, different pillars. But pillars are made place in the middle for a reason. But he said the tree of life is being placed in the middle, including the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and of blessing and calamity. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the tree of death. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the tree of death. And the tree of life, which we read the other time in the, the other episode, that the tree of life, according to the book of Revelation, that the tree of life has 12 different fruits it produces. It gives birth to 12 different fruits. 
So unlike the mango tree that gives mango fruits, the banana tree that gives banana, the tree of life gives 12 different fruits. And this 12 different fruits has its own um, responsibility or its own abilities. Are we okay? Are we okay? And then we read further again that he said that the leaves of the tree of life gives healing and restoration. The leaves of the tree of life gives healing and restoration. Then it went further to say that the tree of life renews the energy of man. The tree of life renews the physical energy of man. In other words, the tree of life has an ability to make man to live forever. Forever here means eternal. The tree of life that was created by God himself was with the mentality of the fact that man should live forever. So the initial plan of God for creating man was for man to live forever, for man to live eternally. Forever and mean eternally. Are we okay? That was the plan of God. And so for man to be partaking of the tree of life, it is to renew the energy of man. And God said, eat of everything in the garden, even including the tree of life. But this tree of death, do not touch it. Do not partake of the tree of death, but partake of everything in the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, blessed and calamity, is the tree of death, the pot of death. Which God said they should partake of it. But they did what? They ate of the fruit. Are we okay? Now, I want you to understand this main thing. God's intention for creating man is for man to live forever. However, he was not going to coerce man to live forever. God is not going to force you to live forever. God gave you a will. And because he gave you a will, you have a choice to make. Either you want to live forever or not. Are we okay? So then he says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 13, the verse 19, that the heavens and the earth bears witness of this. That I lay before thee, I lay before thee blessing and curses, life and death. But you choose life that ye may live and that your descendants may live. Are we okay here? So he says, I place before you life and death. But I say you choose life. I am telling you what to choose, but it's not an imposition. There is not compulsory. I am not imposing it upon you. I am not being authoritative that live forever. I am giving you a choice. Either you live forever or you live for a while. But all this is dependent on the tree of which you partake of. So he says eat of everything in the garden. The same God that said eat of everything in the garden says don't eat of his fruit. But God said that I place before you life and death. Blessed the curse but choose life that you will live and that your descendants will live also. Now, my question here is that these people were already alive. Listen, these people that God says that He has placed before them life and death, and that they should choose life, they were already alive. They were already living. They were already living their life. But God says He has placed before them life, and they should choose life. Which kind of life is He talking about here? The life He's talking about, how different is it from the life they are already living? Because if I am living and you are telling me you are going to give me life and I should choose between life and death, I should choose what I do. I'm living already. So which kind of life are you now presenting to me that is different from that which I am already living? This is the life of God. There's the way that God wants us to live, the life of eternal. That we should live that God wants to present to us that He has given us a choice to partake of it or not. 
So it is no wrong for me to live on an, an eternal being. If I'm saying I'm eternal being, I'm not relating to the flesh. I'm talking about me. Me means my spirit. Are we okay? I'm eternal. I'm eternal. My flesh might be limited, but myself, I'm not limited. What is the limitation? It's not me. What is the limitation? It's my body, my container. Are we okay here? But also, and then as Jesus Christ prayed, his countenance changed, the, the, the composition of his body began to change. So in prayer, our body can lose its limitations and begin to do certain things that is not permitted to do on the earth realm because it has been transformed, it has been transfigured. Are we okay? So he says, I lay before you life and death, Matthew's life. But Satan now begins to deceive them, um, Adam and Eve, to take of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And he told them that God doesn't want you to be like him. So therefore he said, not partake of it. But again, I raised this thing at a fashion show that God had already made us in his image and his likeness. So why would Satan then tell them that do not take of this fruit because he doesn't, he doesn't want you to be like him. Once he made us in his image and his likeness. Why? He was deceiving them and they did not know it was deception. But when deception comes up, deception doesn't come up ugly. Deception comes out pleasant. It comes out desirable, delightful. If deception appears to you, when the pot of death appears to you, it doesn't appear to you in in a disastrous manner. It doesn't appear to you in a distasteful manner. It appears to you in a manner where you will be desiring for it. You, and then sin is, is drawing towards you. It is designed to have you. The part of them has a desire. We equally have the desire. But for our desire to be in tune with the part of them, it has to maneuver its way to look like life. So then the devil said, when you partake of the tree of death, you will become like God. God himself said the tree in the garden was pleasant. Was pleasant. Was pleasant. Mind you, the tree of life is not a, it's no weed. The tree of life that renews the energy of man is not weed. Okay. So now he goes ahead to explain to us that the devil began Satan, Adam and Eve. And when they ate of the fruit, they heard of their voice or the sound of God in the garden, walking in the garden, and they hid themselves. They hid themselves. All this while they were eating of every pot in the garden, every tree of the garden, and they never hid themselves at the, at the appearance of God. But this time around, when they ate from the pot of them, the tree of them, of the knowledge of good and evil, when they heard of God, they know he didn't see, they heard of him, they hid themselves. Why? They were ashamed. What the part of them does is to bring you condemnation. It makes you feel worthless. It makes you look down upon yourself. It makes you condemn yourself. It makes you lose your self-esteem. Many of us are eating from the pot of death without even knowing it is the pot of death. That we begin to look down upon ourselves when we begin to even compare ourselves to others. When we look at others' life and where we are and the testimonies people are giving, we begin to look down upon ourselves. Why? Because we are partaking of the tree of death. Are we okay here? And then, Bible says, and then they were ashamed, so they hid themselves. So all this were all the food they were eating in the garden never made them ashamed. But the moment they began to eat of the tree of death, they be, they saw 
the realities of the limitation of the flesh. They came to their in quotes, the senses of the human, and they were they began to see that they were naked. So all this one they were naked, they never knew it. They, they saw themselves okay. And now man wants to clothe himself with diamonds, diamond ring, golden ring. If people are doing wedding, they don't wear golden ring, they think they are not a wedding. If they don't wear golden chain on their neck and people will now come and test it and all those things. So what is the character of this gold? They think they are not they are, they are not showing light. They are in Ghana they are not going life. They, they, they are not living. But see all these things was given place in Satan. Bible talks about the fact that minerals, Satan was made of minerals. Satan is made of gold. He's made of diamond. But so when he's telling that he's going to give you this line he has it. He's made of. He's made of it. And he says that all these things are singing you to death. They look delightful, but they are drawing you towards death. What is your desire drawing you towards? When you have appetites to eat, what food are you going to eat? Are we okay here? Now, what God says they should not partake of became a controversy that they all began to speak against each other. And then they spoke against the fruit. That God does not want you to partake of it because he doesn't want you to be like him. He is selfish. And God in his own infinite wisdom had a plan for them. That they may live forever. And they couldn't see that because of short-sightedness. So everything God tells us to eat, we never make any controversy around it. But what he tells us not to eat is what we decide to make a controversy around because we've allowed the enemy to deceive us. Why would we ask ourselves that, okay, and God says we should eat this food. Why does he want us to eat it? If I eat this one, what will I get from it? Why is God encouraging me to eat it? Why are we so much concerned about what God doesn't want us to eat? And then we begin to pick up doctrine from it. Like people right now, people are talking about tithes. Tithes is Old Testament, New Testament. We're not supposed to pay a tithe. When it has to do with 10%, we are much concerned about that. Little 10%. But why is he saying we can spend the 90? Why is he saying that that 10%, the tree of death, we shouldn't partake of it, that 10%, we shouldn't eat it. But we, we are okay eating it. We, because it is what? Deceitful. It, it, it looks pleasant. So we are eating our tithe. You see, your men of God might be taking your tithe right now. But you see, as much as they are taking tithe on earth, God also takes tithe. Okay. Hebrews 7 verse 8. Let me not man but read for it. Hebrews 7 verse 8. Tithe is not only taking on earth. Tithe is only taking in heaven. Alright. God takes tithe. Hebrews 7 verse 8. Hebrews 7 verse 8. Yes, and here men that die receive tithe. And here, and on earth, on here, here, on earth, men who die receive tithe. But when receive them, listen. Here, men receive the ten percent, but then God receives them. So if you come to me and you give me your tithe, though I might be the one receiving the tithe, it is God receiving it there. The fact that you do not see it doesn't mean it's not happening, and that is why He says that you have robbed me and my storehouse, because when you receive the tithe here. When we receive the title, he receives it there. Are we okay? We might not see that it's not happening. He said, here, 
they receive tithe. Men that die receive tithe. But then, then, in other questions, it went even further to talk about Melchizedek. If you use more the amplify the NIV to tell you about Melchizedek, who received the entire court. Alright. So why is it that we are much concerned about the pot of death than the pot of life? That we are eating of the pot of death. That God said when you eat of the ten percent, you are accursed. He then calls you an amber for eating tithes. And then he tells you that when you do not give the tithe, you are accursed. Malachi 3, obviously. 8, that was 12. But what we are not supposed to be eating of is what we are eating of. And then we are being accursed even without knowing that we are being accursed. And we are comfortable with the little substance we are receiving. The pot of death, if you partake of it, has an ability to kill destinies. It has an ability to destroy lives. You should be mindful of where you eat, what you eat, who you eat with. Listen, you should be very mindful of where you eat, what you eat, and who you eat with. I shared with you the other time that there was a guy who was a friend of ours who was doing certain things in Accra and had an opportunity to go to Obasi for a job. And when he went to Obasi, he suddenly ate with friends. The moment he finished eating with friends, suddenly he had mental issues. All the friends he ate with were okay, except him. He developed mental issues that they had to change him at home. It's not a prayer by God's grace is getting better. Just this year, receiving a new job, going to Obasi to go and start the job, and then he ate with friends. After eating, we got mad. The pot of them. What are you eating? Who are you eating with? Where are you eating? Where do you eat? <laughs> Again, the pot of them has caused many men of God into fornication and adultery. There are men of God who have gone to do visitation. They want to visit certain people, members, to pray for them, to look, to see them and see how they are faring. And when they went, they cooked for them. After eating something, entered them. And when it entered them, they began to fornicate. They began to commit adultery because of the food they ate. They went with the intention of what going to visit or going to pray for the person. And when they went there and the person cooked for them, suddenly they had the desire to fornicate. What do you eat? Man of God, where do you eat? <laughs> Weber on campus. There was someone who joined us new, a lady, a very beautiful lady who joined us new at the prayer we praying on the park. And the Lord began to minister to me about this person. And I told her she should meet me at the service and we would talk because her issue was quite delicate. I didn't want to deal with it in the midst of the people. And then I began to tell her certain things and then she opened up that a lady in her class, she's an evening student, a lady in her class gave her toffee as a gift. And I said, throw the toffee away. So she chewed that way. The next day when she went to class, because she's an evening student, they met in the evening. And you know, if you were a UPS student, there are students who do business. They go around, they sell credit cards, they sell uh, uh, plantain chips, they sell toffees, pastries, condensed toffees, and all that. You understand? People do business and they go around the lecture rooms and they sell. Now this girl, when she got to the lecture room, the girl asked her, why didn't you eat of the toffee? 
Her friend who gave her the toffee asked her, why didn't she eat the toffee? She said, why didn't she eat the toffee? We were waiting for you. Listen. Thought of death. Many things have killed people simply by what they ate. What they ate. What they ate. I told the lady, throw the toffee away. But my point is, when the lady goes to the class, this friend of hers said, why didn't you eat the toffee? How did she know? How did she know this girl did not eat the toffee? And she said, we were waiting for you. In other words, if the girl had ate the toffee, she would have appeared somewhere. That toffee was to give her access into a meeting. But because she threw the toffee away, she escaped that level of death. And then, she came to tell me this what the lady said. I said, okay, don't eat anything with her. Don't do anything. The next day she went to class and there was someone selling plantain chips. And she said, oh, let's eat. I bought plantain chips. Let's eat. And this time when the girl felt, okay, because it's not being given to me to send away, we are eating together to go. If it is poison, we are all eating together. We will all die. If it's poison, we cannot eat together. But they began to eat the plantain chips together. From there, she stopped coming for service. Why? Because she began to find herself in dreams. And in dreams, she finds herself in a river and she's having a beating. Alright, now she's fine. The rest is history. But just a food, plantain chips. Plantain chips. She ate with someone in class, introduced her into a meeting that she was not privy to. She was not aware. She did not know how she got into that meeting. But every time in the night, she finds herself in a meeting just by plantain chips. Just by plantain chips. What she did. A lot of people have lost their husbands as a result of the food they allowed their husbands to eat. People have lost their husbands and their marriages as a result of allowing someone to cook for their husband. Some husbands never came home as a result of the food they ate somewhere. Some husbands still began to change as a result of the food they ate somewhere. Listen to me, if you are a woman here or you are a man here, don't allow your husband eat anywhere. Don't allow your husband just eat any food without your consent. There are some pots that is death. The, 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 the pot may look delightful, the food may look pleasant, but the content of the pot is death. It may look beautiful, it may look like, oh come on, the aroma of this food, come on, this person can cook, but the content of this pot is death. Be mindful of what you eat. I don't just eat anywhere, I don't just eat any food. I don't visit you and eat. I don't go for occasions and eat. It is for a reason. Because of what is around me. Are you are you okay? Not only because of the man of God, but because I understand this part of death. There are foods you can eat that can you cannot even enter the spirit. It, it, it will break you. I don't know how to explain it. Listen, you know there is a way when you fast you feel, and there is a way you eat you feel. If you eat too much, you cannot pray. And if you eat too, if you are too full, you cannot pray. What? Food. 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 So I feel ashamed when I see people in meetings and then they are rushing for food. And they are not there as foodians. I feel ashamed when I see such people. When people feel proud that they are not there for eating food. Because it's not any food you should not there for eating. Recently, I felt bad at the point because even though 
though I don't eat anywhere, I think at specific places, so I'll end up going there often. So maybe the waitress or the waitress will end up knowing me because I come there often. So one time we went to eat at this particular uh, restaurant, and this man said, hey, It's been long I saw you. <laughs> and I was like, Ah, you know, I become a customer. <laughs> Like that, I have to check where I eat now. As much as I'm not supposed to eat everywhere, I shouldn't have a specific. Let me eat more at home. Let me eat more at home. Let me be mindful. What this guy said, ah, you know, I take him. So if, if I'm tipping him and I come there every time he wants to serve me, so at least he can get a tip. Fine. Get it? I think on Saturday when we're coming here, I bought a public transport. He 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 was in the public transport with me. <laughs> so I was behind him, and this is the mate. See, from my residence to this place is like one city. But the mate said they decrease fare, blah blah stuff. They can't be taking one city, so it's one city fifty pesos. And this man said, I wish I didn't become one city fifty pesos. So he turned his back, and the man is talking to him and I said, Ah, oh, what's this? You? <laughs> Before we got down from the car, just here. He said, oh, it's been long as I saw you, I don't see you again. <laughs> and people were there. And the people in the car know where he went. Like, obviously, I mean, that place is a popular joint. So, uh, this man said, boss, it's been long as I saw you. Like, I felt really bad. But in other words, if this man is being sent to also plot something against me, he can easily do it. Because he knows what I eat. If I go there, there is a specific food I eat. He knows my father. I don't eat. Anything different, there are only two food I eat there. But there's one thing when I eat there. So if this man is set to plot something against me, he can easily do it. Because even before he dish out the food and brings it to me, I don't see it. Only the, the only thing I see is I see him bringing the food. But from where the food is being dished out to the point where it gets to me, I don't see it. Some things are hidden from me. So don't allow your husband eat anyway. Don't allow your wife eat anyway. I'm telling you the truth. Some husbands have suddenly not have appetite for their wives again because they ate someone's food. You know that some drugs currently people um, sell creams, they sell um, wristbands and other things to take people's things. And when they say when they, when they wear those things and they come to you and they ask you for anything, you give it to them. Some ladies take certain things and then when you have sexual intercourse with them, whatever they ask you, you give it to them. That's the pot of death. As much as some ladies in court their private part gives favor, others own gives death, others own destroy lives. And you have to be very concerned with who your husband works with, who your wife works with, what your husband eats. So your husband is coming home and he tells you maybe that. And you are not concerned about where he ate, you are not concerned about what he ate. Your father is coming home and he, he said he has eaten, and you are not concerned about where your father has eaten. You are not concerned about what he has eaten. You are okay. Don't worry, I'll eat it, don't cook. And you are okay as a wife, as a husband, as a sister, as a daughter. You are okay. You might not be married right now. And you have to be concerned. Listen, I'm not making you afraid. I'm making you sensitive to this thing so you can be discerning about what your husband eats. Ask people. They will tell you. It was only it took only one day. But their husbands went out and came back and they are still changed towards them. Or pay for you already before they buy the One shell before, but before they free, I want to buy it. I go through one or before that shell. Then they see us now. 
message. And when he heard what Jezebel has said, Jezebel, Jezebel is like a sorcerer. Like, how do I say it? Like, more or less like a witch. <laughs> and the witch spoke a word, and a prophet, Elijah, who commands her to come and run away. And on the journey in the wilderness, when he was running, he got hungry. And he said, Father, I can't continue this journey anymore. Let me die. It is enough. Because he ran away without taking any, without taking any food. Say, it is enough. Let me die. Elijah, prophet Elijah. Then what happened then? He said, it is enough now. Oh Lord, take away my life. For I am no longer better than my father's. Oh, yeah, yeah. As he lay, anger is making the prophet ask God to kill him. Tommy, someone's tummy. On your belly, the intelligence can just as I mean, some of, sometimes you can be there, you don't have anything on you. Those of us who meet my sister here, I can be that broke to a point where I can go and search all the things. And I'm unfriendly going school. And I'm hungry. Oh, ask what you mind. We can, we can do rice. And we'll just <laughs> plenty onion with pepper. No tomatoes. And we are eating. Go on. We are hungry. We are getting to a point where we don't have anything to eat. That, that Those moments can make you feel like I am done. Maybe I can't make it anymore. Let me just die. Let me just die. Some things can happen to you when you feel like killing yourself. Some broken hearts can happen to you when you feel like killing yourself. The prophet got to that point and he said, Father, take my life. Take my life. I've equally contemplated suicide before. Huh? I have. The point where you feel like I want to die. Not like I want to give up. Wanting to give up is different from I want to die. Wanting to give up is different from I want to die. The prophet said he wants to die, but I take my life. Hunger. What you, when you are hungry, what do you do? They say a hungry man is an angry man. It's a foolish statement. <laughs> Let not your tummy determine your emotions. Manage your emotions. Let not hunger drive your emotions. If a hungry man is an angry man, not as we are different. Say I'm different. I am different. My husband, My husband will not get angry will not get because he's hungry. Because he's Say I declare, I, declare I, will not be angry I will not be angry because I'm hungry. Because I'm hungry. Say I am different. I am different from that statement. From that statement. Say I disassociate, I disassociate myself, myself from that deception. From that deception. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say I declare. I declare food. Food. Will not have an ability. Will not have an ability to alter. All my emotions. My emotions. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say anything. Don't be placed in any form. To alter my emotions. I am accepted. I am accepted. I am delivered. In the name of Jesus. Are you with me, somebody? Yes, sir. So, man of God, read. That's fine. As he lay asleep under the broom or juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. He looked and behold, there was a cake baked on your coats. <laughs> Wait there. Listen, when we say God provides our daily bread, he was not lying. It is in levels of spirituality. Elijah said, God, take my life. I am tired of this. And before he realized, an angel of the Lord appeared. This is not a story. This is an angel of the Lord appeared. Him. And as the angel appeared to him, and when he turned, a cake was baked for him. Where from the cake? Does heaven have 
angels caterers? Do we have angels who are caterers? Yes, definitely. Scripture says we will die with the Lord. We will die. Who will cook the food for us to die? <laughs> Remember, we read that it's not, we're not going to eat the palm bowl of the head. We're going to eat unleavened bread in the bread that's where we meet the Lord. Who's going to cook it? Who's going to prepare it? The angels, of course. The angels brought cake to Elijah to eat. These things are not things that happen only in the Bible. They are things that happen physically. You can ask Mr. Delassi, there are days where I don't have anything. And I was like, Father, Father, what do you do me show? Then our motto is, whatever it is, God did. We might have an issue when we are talking about um, financial something, something we want to settle financially. And then we say, nevertheless, God did. We hear and say, we say, God did. But in no good chair, something could drop into that account. It is just seemingly to it. It might not be a cake that is made because I don't, I don't really fancy cake. I don't really, really fancy cake. So the angel will bring me cake, but I fancy money. <laughs> so the angel will bring money. Did you understand me? Do you understand me? So when all those things were happening, and I say, God did, God did, or we give testimony, and God drops something to the account. Oh, oh, they are sending me away. So I can talk to you. I'm so far from Kansas City. So God did, God did. After saying it, just a few minutes, God provides. So right here, God did, God did. Just about God did, God did. I'm serious. It works. Like I don't know how it works. Sincerely, I don't know how it works, but it works. God did. Then boom, the account is debited. We have like I need this meeting right now because I have said God did. Did you drop? I'm serious about this human being. I'm scared. He said, "Oh, drop on this and that's it for you." But that's in your heart. You understand me? It happens easily. The same way Elijah, a cake was baked for him. It was placed before him for him to eat. And let's just end it. Scripture said, and Elijah ate of the cake, and he went in the strength of it for forty days, forty nights. He ate one cake, and in one cake, one cake had strength. When he found food, when he food, he didn't eat fried rice. He ate cake, and when he ate the cake, Scripture said he went in the strength of the cake for forty days, forty nights. One cake gave Elijah strength to walk for 40 days, 40 nights. It means that if you should partake of this cake, it must be eaten only 40 days, 40 nights. It's not the food of the earth we've been eating that when we eat after two hours, three hours, we are hungry again. No, 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 no. He ate food and 40 days he wasn't hungry. Which kind of food is that? I eat one food and 40 days I'm not hungry. You will eat my food in the morning, sir, by afternoon, sir, you're already hungry. You have got something three square meal. Elijah did not have three square meal. Elijah had only one square. He, he, he can even say one square. <laughs> only one meal. And that one meal took him for 40 days. Yet, something also ate of a different food and his life was shortened. Something ate of a food, his life was shortened. He followed a food, his life was shortened. That, 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 in that pot that something went into, there was death in that pot. But he still went into it. Yeah, that pot was beautiful for him to enter. He entered and he died. Another if he only went into a pot and they lost their dominion in the Garden of Eden and they left the Garden of Eden just by one food they ate. What food are you eating? Some food has an ability to kill you. The death we are talking about is not physical death whereby your spirit leaves your body. But 
because of the pot they entered. The pot they entered. The pot destroyed them. Don't just allow anyone mate with you. It might be a lot of distraction. Be sensitive even during those intercourse with your husband. During those intercourse with your wife, be sensitive. Don't just allow anyone. Tell someone, don't just allow anyone. Be sensitive. Be seeing yourself as well. So, sex comes up with spiritual about sex. The one who created sex, is it not spiritual? Sex is more spiritual than physical. I think I'm teaching one of you. I will have sex service. One of you have what? Sex service. Just about sex service. I will teach you. Somebody said, I can't teach this because the majority of us are not married. So sometimes it pulls me back. I use at least maybe from this table and let's see. Yeah. Actually, you think that's what people can be. They can enjoy the things. Let me just conclude with this. Second Samuel chapter 11. Second Samuel chapter 11. Second Samuel chapter 11. There's you want. He was taking a walk, alright? 
rooftop and as he was walking, scripture said he saw Bathsheba in the bathhouse. She was bathing. Some people say she was bathing. So she was bathing. And David desired to have her. Something ended David. And David desired to have her. Yet, Bathsheba is the wife of Uriah. Uriah the Hittite. And scripture says that David went into to lay with Bathsheba. And he made Bathsheba go. When Bathsheba went, Bathsheba, Bathsheba gave a message to be given to David. David, I am pregnant. Hear what David did. You read from verse 5, verse 2 Samuel. You see what David then began to do? He began to plot against Uriah. But even before then, he wanted Uriah to go and sleep with Bathsheba, the wife. Uriah did not go because he thought, I am loyal to David. My people cannot be at war and I go and live with my wife. My people cannot be at war and I'm enjoying. But David's intention was for Uriah to go and live with Bathsheba so to look as though the pregnancy is for Uriah, not for David. Uriah is the most loyal and trusted warrior of David. Yet David plotted to kill his most loyal warrior. Be careful. The pot of death can make the most loyal person betray the pot of death. Move on, it's part of God. Verse 5. Mm-hmm. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord knew. No, Second Samuel 11. 11, not the verse 12. Chapter 11. Verse 5. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 11, verse 5. And the woman became pregnant uh-huh. and sent and told David, I am with child. Okay. Move on. Verse 6. David sent, sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. You see? Now you impregnated someone's mind. Mm. Their pot was desirable for you to enter. You impregnated a person, and now you are here. You take it. I'm the king. I'm impregnated someone's mind. What would they say? Now call me his husband from the war. Their man is going to fight battle for this one. You can win as a king. You are now calling him from the battle to come home. Come on, boy. Move on. So Joab sent him Uriah. When Uriah had come to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the people fed, and how the war progressed. All those ones are unnecessary. You are asking how the war was, how are the people doing. They are unnecessary. Your main intention is not to find out how they are doing, no. Or the found or all that. So he doesn't know this is what he wants to do. David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. Uriah went out of the king's house and there followed him. So he said, well, Go down to your house and wash your feet. Okay. If you know what he's doing, he's sending him home from war. The war has ended. You want me to go home and go and do what? He wants to do a lie down, lay down with the wife. So he the pregnancy is for him. But you react to his royal. So see what you do. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord. You have the past You have passed them. Your king said, Go home. What? <laughs> okay. And the lord go down to his house. Verse 10. When they told David, Uriah did not go down to his house. David said to Uriah, Have you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? Uriah said to them, the Ark and the Israel, and 
So you there yeah. is explaining to David why he hasn't gone on home. But you see, David told you won't take it no more. You won't take it no more. You don't want to go home. But here, uh-huh. and the Lord, and the and my Lord Joab, and the servant of my Lord are camping in the open field. Shall I then go to my house to eat? Yes, and lions and lions. Loyal. As you leave and as my soul leaves, I will not do this thing. And David said to Uriah, Remain there today also, and tomorrow I will let you depart. So David gave a command to Uriah, Go home, remain there today, tomorrow, two days. And I will command you to not depart. She will enjoy with the wife two days. David. But what did Uriah did again? So Uriah remained in Jerusalem. That day and the real sword thing. Okay, you remain there. David invited him and he ate with him and drank so that he made him drunk. But that night he went out to lay on his bed with the servant of his Lord and did not go down to his house. Uriah got drunk and the drunkenness was supposed to send him to the house. Through the drunkenness, he can now do the thing fast fast. <laughs> but he did not go. He went to sleep by one of the servants and the bed. The pot of death. The pot of just one pot David entered. See how he's planning. One pot David entered. See what so one pot he ate from. See what he's doing. Then he let him do something. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it to Uriah. And he wrote in the letter, put Uriah in front, in the front line of the heaviest fighters, and withdraw from him. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> After planning all those things and need to work out, the only choice that David had was to kill his loyal servant. And he said, don't just in the war, don't just put him in front. Put him where there is there. War is heavy. The heaviest fighting. Put it in front. And, and also withdraw from him. Every drop. Don't don't back him. Don't help him out. Don't, don't be an ammo. Don't be an ammo to him. Withdraw. Send him there. It's a death trap. Just to just because one cause David entered. He's killing his most loyal servant. He sent him there to trap him to die. And she, she became his wife and bought him a child. But the 
today to the man who has done this to this poor man is worthy of death. Is what worthy of death? And he said, "Is four generations will pay for it. He shall restore the lamb fourfold, fourfold, fourfold." David lose talking. He was loose. He did not know it was him. He said, "This man is worthy of death, and he will pay for this thing that he has done fourfold." Oh, what because, because he did this thing and had no pity. David. David is talking about himself. He was loose talking. See, sometimes watch the way you talk. Uh, watch. Not to be everything you see, you will talk. That's why not everything you will see, you will talk. <laughs> watch how you talk. Your mouth can put you in the pot of death. Your mouth can put you in the pot of death. Your mouth. Eh? It can land you in the pot of death. Your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. It's not only the food you eat, oh, eh? your mouth. Someone said, Anoya. <laughs> your mouth can live in the pot of death. Your mouth. Okay. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. You are the man. David. David, you are the man. Desiring to, to be put to death now and also to pay for it in four folds. David, you are the man. You are the man. David, you are the man. David, you are the man. He was loose talking. And he found himself in the court of them. What happened there to David? Let me just pass this quickly. He said he will pay for it in four folds. In four folds, he will pay for it. So then you have to see that, okay, what God said will it come to pass? Now it's not about God's inability to forgive David. It's about what David's mouth himself has brought to himself. So this thing is not God who did it to David. David did it to him by his own self, his mouth. There are some problems you bring onto your own self by your own mouth. Not God. Don't blame God. Don't blame God. Don't blame God. Okay. Four things happened. David's first or eldest child, Amnon, slept with a half-sister, Tamar. Number one. Number one, he's paying for it. Blood siblings. The brother slept with the sister, raped her. The Amnon was desiring Tamar and told Absalom, telling this girl, I want to do it. And Absalom said, No, it is your sister. So I didn't feel her. I don't want to do her. Absalom said, Stop, don't do it. It's your sister. But when Absalom was not around, Amnon pounced on Tamar and raped her, his own sister. This thing was not because of Amnon. This thing was not the fault of Tamar. This is the fault of their father David. The pot David entered. Only one pot David entered has brought this situation in his home. One pot. Just one pot. One pot. One pot, one pot David entered has led his son to rape his daughter. And he entered. When Absalom saw what the, uh, Amnon has done, Absalom got bored and wanted revenge. He couldn't kill Amnon. Amnon. But for two years he waited for revenge. Two years. A sedition, Absalom, Musan for two years. And after two years, he killed his own brother, Amnon. He killed his brother, Amnon. He didn't end there. Solomon himself, Solomon, Solomon, also married thousand women. So in the wife of Solomon, in the house of Solomon, Solomon can, in one, about on Saturday, you will see thousand panties on the line. Only for Solomon. Solomon, <laughs> So, 
was not because Solomon liked women. It was because of one pot David entered. One pot. That has brought this level of death into the life of the family of David. So regardless of how Solomon was gifted and all that, he had a deficiency which was not his own fault but was the fault of his father. What his father ended, what his father went to eat, what his father went to talk. One. Is it's, it's urea very important like that? A servant. Important that a king that will make God allow a curse to be placed upon the king because of a servant. One servant. One servant. Just one point. Can you please be understanding? Which pot have you entered before? And that pot you have entered, what has it cost you? Which pot have you eaten from before? And that pot you ate from, what has it cost you? Did some pots make you lose your spirituality? What has some pots cost you? You want to pray in one minute. Specifically declaring that, Father, any pot I have ended that is bringing any form of deficiency in my life, that is drawing me back in any way, that is a sin that has been accounted unto me. One time, jovially on people's because I was seeing some posts going on, and a lady was got got bored at a guy who broke up with her. With her, the guy broke up with her, and the lady said. This is my name. I am from this royal home. If you ever get married or give birth in your marriage, then I'm not, I'm not called this and this and that. Listen to listen. The girl was a young girl, small girl. That girl. She was so fine. But she when I saw the video of this people, I was like, ah, this girl understands these principles. She did not say my name is this, and if you give birth or you marry, no. She said, I am from this royal home. An account with a stool in her home. Young girl. And she said, if you ever get married or give birth, I am not this. Young girl. Sometimes you may have one way or the other broken someone's heart. One way or the other done something. And someone placed a curse. And you don't know. You play with someone's heart. You chop up, you left her. You do something, you left her. You don't see no go but you do this, you just left her. Someone has split. Some of you here said someone played with you and you made a curse. You made some judgment. But some of you have even forgotten what you said, but you know you've done something before. I want to pray, our Father. Let's not be accounted unto them. And anything I have also done that is making any curse to be accounted unto me, I plead thy blood over it. Let there not be any deficiency in my life. You want to lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Let me be delivered from everything that is associated with the pot of death. Let me be delivered, Father. Let me be delivered. Let me be delivered. Let me be delivered. Deliver me, Father, from any pot of death. Grant me sensitivity, discernment, to be able to know when I face any pot of death. If I meet any woman, if I meet any man who in their context let me not get associated to them. Any food that is placed before me for me to eat that has a content 